0: Welcome to the Proletarian Contrarian. The leftist podcast dedicated to the reevaluation of all your favorite crappy films. I'm Nick and I'm Lewis. And we made it to 3 digits baby. Episode 100. Uh, uh, yeah. That's my claxon. <laughs> we could do we could do a show. We could do a show far. We could do uh <laughs> do the do yub nub. drop right here maybe. <laughs> nub
1: nub. Oh, hey. Yub nub. Oh. 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 I told me to be cheeky.
0: Yeah, um, but yeah. So episode hundred's been a wild and crazy ride. Uh, thanks for everyone for listening. Those of yeah. you who are listening to this right now,
2: yep. Labor giant and um, people either related to us or uh, other <laughs> other friends who are, are contractually obliged,
0: friends and the occasional Twitter mutual who we've guilted into listening to this. Uh, yes. Thank you. It's yeah. been fun.
2: I really we really appreciate it. Never thought uh, it, it would be this successful um mm-hmm. we make millions uh per year <laughs> uh with our patreon and we'll talk about that later and you can give us more millions in the coming year yeah so to show our appreciation
0: for you we've picked quite the interesting film to commemorate our
2: 100th episode with yes yeah we uh, didn't want to do something obvious so it is not north it's not rob reiner's film north Um uh,
0: to be fair um <laughs> that they, they, they actually do go north in this movie. They to, do That's to the polar true. ice caps. <laughs> That's true. And um, and this movie does also. We're we're bending the rules a little bit. This movie is on a number of worst movies of all time lists.
2: Yeah, I still don't think it's an obvious choice. I think most people would be like, "Oh, they're going to do something like Batman and Robin because they're big comic book fans." But no, in fact, we're doing an adaptation of an animated show. Uh, we are doing the film, The Last Airbender. And yes. no, it's not Avatar, The Last Airbender. It's just The Last Airbender. Because when you make a film, uh, probably simultaneously with James Cameron, James Cameron film, <laughs> but James Cameron gets it out before you, you have to drop the word Avatar.
0: Yeah, I, honestly, the, this is kind of like the the shadow inverse uh, pick because like Avatar discourse has been kind of popping off. It has, yeah. Because uh, I know Chapo contributed, but like also just james james cameron is one of like those perennial film twitter figures that's like yeah. oh he's so he he's the 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 chad cameron the virgin insert whatever right filmmaker you hate the virgin the Virgin.
2: In <laughs> the <jumbo. laughs> the virgin- <laughs>
0: <laughs> oh god i, I think we, we have a we have an episode title contender right now um <laughs> but yeah we are doing the last airbender the 2010 2010 so decade, yeah. decade old at this point mm-hmm. um uh albatross on nickelodeon's neck because <laughs> this movie does suck uh people hate it rightfully uh fans of the original um and in casual audiences both hated it um,
2: even the fan who yet- made it m night Shyamalan, also hates it uh, <laughs> he has said so much uh in recent years that uh he regrets making this film yeah and to the best of my knowledge he the reason he made this was
0: because his kids were fans of the show.
2: Yeah, specifically his daughter was a fan of the show and wanted to go as Katara one year for Halloween. So then he started watching it with her like weekly, and he right. fell in love with the series. But I I doubt that. I'm sure that's something he had to say at a press junket because there's no way he ha- I don't know. It's just, there's no way there's no way he likes this show because it's just it's it's not bore out in this adaptation.
0: <laughs> I. Uh... I know, like Shyamalan has kind of undergone a critical reevaluation recently, and um, Psychos, all of them. Who are these? Yeah, people? I, they should be put <laughs> on the that, <a> list. <laughs> that's that's where I'm leading. Like, I do think this movie in particular, he's not totally to blame. Just we we can get into it when we do the recap. It's it's just such a clusterfuck. I, I think anyone that tried to direct a a season of a cartoon of an epic like fantasy cartoon and condense it into less than two hours would have had trouble oh yeah for um, sure um but yeah he the critical reevaluation of him it it's like everything i dis- dislike about film twitter kind of neatly encapsulated it's like yeah he has a few good hits but he's not like this tortured genius that was like vilified by studios he not everybody is a great director no like, mm. not not everyone's like a secret Amazing director. No, like and in I mean their this guy parts.
2: has you know consistently made studio pictures. I mean, whatever studio picture means nowadays, obviously it's not like you know the actual when studios actually kind of you know funded your movie and and like you know gave you the backlot and stuff like that. I, you know, it's the model so different now than what it, what it used to look like. But he still has studio backing. You know, to mm-hmm. to to a degree uh more than most filmmakers do. I mean, this man generally makes a picture that is distributed by a major studio. Um I this is, you know, this is this is made by Nickelodeon and uh a lot of his films I think are like Warner Brothers films. Um, you know, it's it's the the man's not an independent filmmaker, right? I mean like he might have one or two out of out of his, you know, his body of work, but even I don't I doubt it. I really don't think he has any film that wasn't greenlit by a studio basically
0: uh yeah there is um his directorial debut that ignoring his student films oh yeah his yeah 1998 movie called wide awake that's yes that is the one with um what's her name dennis Dennis leary and rosie o'donnell yeah
1: yeah yeah,
2: yeah. that that might be like an actual independent Um, (laughs) oh my god this is this is wild
0: so the wikipedia introduction on wide awake uh the last line says shyamalan has described wide awake as a comedy that he hoped would also make people cry
2: he's so dumb and just i mean that's all (laughs) that's that's all i get out of like actually watching his interviews or reading something he said he's just he's so dumb um yeah, I know he's big himbo energy. He's yes. he's like a
0: he's got he's got nice nice curly locks but nothing 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 beneath them.
2: Yeah. And I think he went to like a big film school too. Like I think New York University. Did he really? Of course yeah, he went to NYU. Of course yeah. he went to NYU. Yeah. That's... It's like the only good person to come to NYU is like Scorsese and that's it. Like honestly. Yeah, and that's because Hot it take. was
0: it was 2000 years
2: ago. Right, it was the um, beginning of like <laughs> film scholarship. Yeah. <laughs> Yes.
0: my favorite my favorite uh director director alma mater that is unexpected is um michael bay went to wesleyan
2: yes that's right incredible
1: which is
0: which is yeah
2: mind-breaking it, can, I, can that, you that only imagine of... what that was like yeah um maybe that put him so off to like just all that kind of you know hippie dippy liberal, hippie liberal, liberal energy yeah. <laughs> that he's like i gotta do the opposite now fuck it i'm making benghazi He's just in, insanely overcorrecting just like <laughs> yeah yeah. I, I he uh, seems like that kind of person. Like he doesn't actually have beliefs. It's just like fuck it, I'm going to do mm-hmm. this thing.
0: He he he's a human camera. Yeah. In
2: yeah. not a good way. Um, <laughs> but yeah, Last Airbender,
0: uh infamously hated by by fans and casual audiences alike, uh very very obviously based on the first season of the original three-season run of Avatar: The Last Airbender cartoon series from Nickelodeon. Yes. Book um, one, Water. Yes, as we're so hopefully told. <laughs> um, yeah, not it's. I do know that Michael Dante DiMartino and Brian, Oh God, I can never pronounce his name. Kanetsku. I don't know Kines- something like Kinesco, that. Kanetsko. Yeah. Yeah. The creators sure. and showrunners for the series um, were producers, executive producers. Executive
2: producers, yeah.
0: Um, But, like, I know, I know that this contributed to the falling out between them and Shyamalan, you were telling me.
2: Yeah, I guess they were sidelined pretty quickly. Like, in the first mm-hmm. week or two, they thought, like, yeah, they'll actually listen to us and we can kind of, you know, steward this project. But... Apparently, Shyamalan and the other producers had no interest in actually listening to a word they said, and then were just yeah. like, "Okay, cool, we're going to make something totally different than the work that you made." Basically, <laughs> Nick,
0: uh, Avatar is an interesting property because, like, um, ever, everyone really likes it. It's like, it's like critically beloved. Um, the the first season, the first series, at least, anyway. Uh, but it seems like all attempts to expand beyond that have been uh, rocky at best. Um, one one of my favorite uh, things reasons for saying this is like they made Lego sets based on Airbender. Mm-hmm. Only two, only because they didn't really sell. Yep. Oh. Um, there there weren't that many toys. There's like there were a few video games, but nothing that really made it big. Oh right, um, again. I mean,
2: like they were horrible. I mean, yeah. It, it's such a great it's such a great idea too. Right, you could do like a Dark Souls thing where like every time you die. You know, you come back as like another avatar. As, oh, you know, that's like, so good. That'd be that's just, so perfect. Like it just writes itself. Um, but no,
0: it, it's it's too mired in like the conventions of the video game industry right. as it exists. Yeah. As it exists, today. I, I
2: doubt it's even like an RPG. I'm sure it's just like a you know a platformer, dumb beat em up game. Yeah, the yeah so. I will defend at least the comic books, and we can talk more about that a little later. But um, mm. so, some, not all. I mean, there's there's some comic books that are, um, like, these short stories, and those are, you know, r- real hit or miss, um, only, mainly because I think each one of them has, like, different authors. But um, yep. some of the comic books were written by Gene uh, Lung Yang. Uh, who last year did uh, the Superman uh, smashes the Clan and he did the Asian Superman comic books, and he, he got to start with American-born Chinese, and you know he's he's a pretty prolific guy. He did um, Saints and Sinners, or no, what is it? Boxers and Saints about the Boxer uprising, right. Um, right. But yeah, he wrote the first one, two, three, four, five, five arcs of the uh, Dark Horse comics Avatar Last Airbender and I've read the first 3 and they're really good. I don't I don't know anything about the last 2. Um he didn't I don't he did not continue to make the the um uh what's the sequel show? Um
0: The Legend of Korra. Korra yeah, he didn't that, write um, the comic books for Korra. And uh I have I have some pretty divisive opinions on Korra. I don't like it that much. I know um no, I'm not a, big a fan lot of either. people do. It's <laughs> But even the way that Korra was rolled out, it was like a lot of thought and production was put into the first season, and it was intended just to be like a one-off season. It wasn't right. They they didn't they didn't plan or they didn't know that it would be so successful. Yeah. Um. And then they would get a second season, which they did. And then they're like, "Oh, people still like this, so they added on a third and a fourth season." And it that to me, it, it's very apparent. It feels very um, there's like a lack of flow between the seasons. There's a lack of like unity. Mm-hmm. It, it it just feels like slapping one new villain of the week on top of another one right
2: um there's really it's no definitely... overarching like plot i mean is there i don't no. remember i've only wa- i've only watched the first two uh no there is not that so the first
0: season the villain is essentially um occupy wall street crossed yes. with anonymous
2: right right it's an, it's an um, anti-bender
0: yeah, and yeah. he oh, the secret is he's really a bender all he along. He's actually a bender, um, right. Yeah. Voiced by Stephen Bloom, Spike Mugan from Samurai right. Shampoo. Right. Um he wears like an anonymous mask. His yes. name is his name is his name's Amon, Anon. That's it's right. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um this the second season, it's um Cora's uncle is like the anti pope for Avatar, and he gets possessed by a dark Avatar spirit. It's so it's so like you you couldn't make a more Manichaean Western interpretation of like oh, for sure. traditional Eastern spiritualities yeah. and that that just completely breaks down for that reason for me. Um third season, uh Henry Rollins is a villain. He's right. an evil an evil murderist anarchist airbender. Damn. Yeah. Uh third is the strongest one, uh, for because the villain is the most interesting, but still it it's just very like cool designs, cool character ideas and like cool lore additions but sure it, it is not a cohesive story and yeah, it, it is it it feels very different from avatar The West what's Airbender. the fourth season have you seen that oh one? Uh, yeah uh zelda williams is um essentially a tanky <laughs>
1: <laughs> what the she, fuck
0: she is an earthbender and she like develops like high speed technology like trains and tanks and shit and she tries to create a worldwide earth kingdom oh my god
2: yeah what what the fuck is wrong with these people like what who did they like allow to make this like is it just some like chud some reactionary chud like no it's 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 the same people is it still those guys like yeah are they secretly reactionaries like
1: You have, I think op-
2: you have Occupy Wall Street basically as being a bad guy. I don't, the second one, I don't know if you can describe any politics to. And you have a literal anarchist. If, isn't he actually called an anarchist in the season itself? I
0: don't know if they use the word anarchism okay. or anarchy, yeah. but he, expo- he says something like, I find all rulers to be my enemies. Anyone that's an elite is my enemy. Okay, so I mean basically um,
2: an anarchist. You know, and then a, yeah. the third one, I mean, literally sounds like, yeah, some kind of anti-communist propaganda. Yeah, yeah that's yeah. wow. That's incredible. <laughs> it's,
0: it, 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 it is terminal lib brain.
2: It is like. Yeah. OK, Scott, this is
0: so fucking online. But remember that guy, Joshua, for Congress? Oh, yeah. The, mm-hmm. he, he ran for Congress. He, he came in like 13th or whatever. Um, he had this shit post that went or the, this post that was sincere that went viral. He's like, you learned about communism in socialism from theory i learned it from watching avatar the last airbender
2: what really that's hilarious and i
0: as as cringy and like dumb as that is i there's a there's a kernel of truth there because like the first season or, or the first the first series at the last airbender it, it's very depoliticized right like it's mm-hmm. yeah it's a kid's show uh, about fighting magic kung fu but like there because it's so archetypal it's like the classic hero's journey um and because Aang is such a relatively unique character, he's a literal soy boy superhero. He's he's vegan and he doesn't kill people. That's right. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and he and he loves life in all its forms. Like those things lend themselves to a very leftist read. Uh, whether or not they weren't intended, they weren't intended. <laughs> um, <laughs> but um, yeah the the problem with going with a teenage avatar, Korra, is like it needs to be more political like whether or not you want it because like they they're they're centered in one city and she she acts like as the superman for that city like she has to get involved with like the the politics of benders versus non-benders and those things are potentially interesting but when you approach it with like a middle like a a middle core liberal perspective it what what enemies have you other than authoritarianism like you have tankies and you have anarchists right yeah
2: yeah, I mean the. I remember the um, the first villain, the only one I can really remember it. He he also comes off as like very genocidal, m- more than the other ones because he specifically is yeah. against benders, and and they mm-hmm. do they do play it, you know, as a, as if it's like this uh, this Nazbol type character almost. Yeah,
0: and I mean that that metaphor becomes literalized when you when the reveal is. Is shown that he's a bender too right, he's a bender too. and it's like oh yeah. it's essentially the the argument is like these these millionaire brooklyn podcast hipsters <laughs> are trying to tell us about socialism <laughs> like that that's what i'm on is yeah um, it's 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 awful and um, the thing the thing with Zahir in the third season um he's so right and he makes so much sense at least as it's presented at least how i interpreted it right that they have to force him to kill one of his underlings who failed him and it's so jarring and out of character gotcha it's, okay. it's it's like okay you're making sense like yes the earth kingdom emperor is a despot and like bending does give this unearned sense of superiority to benders over non-benders um and that should be resisted and that like the the average person should be fought for in, in a world that valorizes benders yeah that's all true um, fuck. He's supposed to be the bad guy. Have him kill this guy, just like <laughs> randomly.
2: Great to make him uns- to make him unsympathetic. Awesome. Yeah. What a smart show. What a smart show. But um, we're talking about the we're talking the, about the movie, <laughs> uh, the movie, the Last that's... Airbender. Um, yes, we are. Not much to talk about. Um, I mean, there's a lot to talk about. This episode could be five hours long. Uh, yeah. <laughs> uh, it let me go let that me far.
1: just
0: let me just run down the cast here. Really yeah, quick. that's important. Um, these
2: people are important to talk about. Yeah,
0: we have uh, Noah Ringer as Ang or Ong, I should Ong. say.
2: His first role, uh, he was just like a little uh, karate yeah. prodigy, and his mom yep. sent in the tape to Nickelodeon.
0: And to be fair, he does kind of look like Ang, yeah, like a lot. Mm-hmm. Uh, but he he also looks like kind of like a caricature. <laughs> he looks like he looks like he looks like a cartoon. He looks like Ang, yeah. Aang. yeah. Um, Dev Patel, uh, probably the biggest name actor in this uh, as Zuko. Oh yeah, for sure. Um, Nicola Peltz, uh as Katara, Jason Rathbone as Sokka. Jackson Rathbone, excuse me. Jackson he's Rathbone, uh yeah. one of the vampires he, He's a Twilight in Twilight, yeah. <laughs> he's a Twilight guy. <laughs> uh
2: Sean Tube as Uncle Iroh or Ero, as they say. Excuse me. And then you and you didn't say uh it's Sokka, not not just Sokka.
0: Oh yeah. The the names are no one says the same name twice. Like, yeah. No
2: one. No one says the same name the same way. Katara. Twice. They say Katara, right, and that's it. Yeah. Everybody yeah. else is like, oh, we're gonna say maybe Zuko. Zuko. Maybe they Zuko. Zuko's, yeah. right? Yeah. Oh, that's
0: code, cause the Zutara fandom, that that ship, the right. two of them, yes. was a very strong, mm-hmm. uh, yeah, portion of the fan base for the original show. So he made so, that.
2: He made this film for them. The Zutaras the out these there. Zutaras, yeah. The most, this, the most psychotic people. No, I mean it's fine. Yeah. Oh, I guess it's the wrong, other big but name. It's
0: fine. The other big name in this is Asif Manvi <laughs> Oh my god, Fuck it. oh, awful. That's Commander's uh, Commander Zhao. Um, not good. Uh, there, but he was big at the time. Cause, he was like, big at the Daily time. It was the
2: Daily Show right? Yeah. And that's the only reason they fucking hired him. But I mean, it's like, oh, let's hire a, a comedian for a not funny role in a not mm. funny movie who like you um, hired him for a Nickelodeon movie like nobody who fucking watches Nickelodeon who knows who the fuck Asif Manvi is like they might know who Dev Patel is and they'll definitely know Jackson Rathbone because of you know uh, fucking Twilight, Twilight yeah. but like why why hire Asif Mandvi like i do not understand this casting choice i don't know
0: it's bonkers um the other notable name that i know here uh Seychelle Gabriel who plays Princess UA uh, she went on to voice Asami in The Legend of
2: Korra. Right. Yes. Which is
0: just inter- just a a funny yeah, little yeah. like Avatar Redemption
2: Arc for mm. her. I don't know who Cliff um, Curtis is, but he plays Fire Lord Ozai, who we sure. see immediately in this movie yep. whereas like in in the show you don't see him until, you know, season 3 of Avatar, which doesn't really matter yep. like it doesn't matter like there's no reveal, right? Like it's not like he looks like a famous person, you know, he just no. like no. looks you know battle hardened i always thought that was weird about the original show it's like let's never show this man's face and it's like what are we gonna like what are you gonna put george clooney's face on this guy like what is what's the (laughs) point of that
0: i mean they were building him up it was it was supposed to be like he's shadowy and unknowable until he steps down off the throne i guess it one of the weaker elements of the last airbender series is definitely the way they handle ozai he's he's kind of just like his kids are more interesting villains than he yeah. is. Yeah. I mean, you
2: know, Princess uh, Azula. I mean, Azula, yeah. She's so more interesting than him. I mean.
0: Yeah. Um, rounding out of the cast are Catherine Houghton, Francis Guinan, Damon Gupton, Summer Bashil, Bashil Randall Duck Kim, John D'Alonso, and Kyung Sim. Just more yeah. random Hollywood people.
2: Yeah. A lot of thankless roles. I mean, that's just this whole oh, movie. Oh, God. Honestly, just yeah. thankless roles. Even the main characters like Katara, awful. Like nothing mm-hmm. to work. Oh, with. well, we'll get into it, trust yeah, me. We will. Okay.
0: <laughs> Budget for this movie was 150 million, um, which was just for production. Yeah. Uh they almost spent as much, 130 million on advertising. Just wild. Um Yeah, which which is really strange cuz like they had the Nickelodeon network which I assume they wouldn't have to buy airtime because it's their own right. You'd think, like, you would why think... would
2: you spend that much money?
0: <laughs> I really, I mean, they, it's obvious. This was supposed to be part one of a trilogy. Like, it was.
2: They're supposed to make, you know, um, whatever book two is Earth, Earth and, and then Fire. Then, yeah. yeah, they were. That's what they meant to do. Um, but when you spend two hundred eighty million and you only make back uh, three hundred nineteen point seven million. Yeah, uh, sequels don't materialize with those kind of numbers. Just, I mean, abysmal, abysmal performance at the box office
0: talking about abysmal numbers uh we get a five percent tomato meter (laughs) rating. yes and a 30 percent audience score yeah um audience that that is way higher than i predicted for the audience that's
2: inflated by like nickelodeon stands like those are that's like a nickelodeon like uh you know clickbait farming operation in like china like someone paid you know them like a shilling or whatever just to do this (laughs) shit like there there
0: there also must be some like fans just like like nostalgic
2: kids who watched this when they were like two and they right. still like like it yeah and have never watched it again or or you know what it's M. Night Shyamalan fans it's the it's those those bastards yep. whoever they are out there
0: yeah oh this this is funny this little tidbit you dug up the fact that at the 2011 Kids Choice Awards which is their annual version of like Academy Awards yeah uh it didn't win anything
2: <laughs> yeah it wasn't even nominated for anything like that's wild yeah, they, they they knew it was up yeah they knew it was a fucking bomb and you know no one wanted to touch it with a 10-foot pole it's just it's just incredible you know like disney channel would totally no no matter what like disney channel would just be like oh fuck it yeah we're gonna promote the shit about at this and we're gonna give it you know our own little awards but nickelodeon's like no we, we have like you know we have some mm-hmm. self-respect <laughs>
0: Yeah, and like I, that's almost
2: an unfair comparison
0: because Disney, like the way their movie machine, the, the the TV channel is a subsidiary to their movie making. Oh yeah, mm-hmm. production machine. Because like they've been doing this shit for hundreds, like a hundred years yeah. at this point. Well, their TV channels um,
2: even have commercials. Like it has commercials just for Disney Channel stuff, yeah. whereas like oh, Nickelodeon needs actual commercials. Like you know, the actual products. Channel. Yeah, the the Disney uh, what
0: one of my friends back like this is really kind of extended anecdote but it but it's it brings up like an amusing comparison one of my friends from high school his uh his cousin who was like our age used to love watching disney channel all the time and it was really weird and i couldn't put my finger on it and then like his other cousin was just in a fight with her one time and he's like you just like watching this shit it's like it's like this that Fab, like fabrication of what kids think real life is supposed to be based on what adults tell them. Mm. Yeah. And like that, that encapsulated it so perfectly cuz yeah, that like their their commercials are ads for other shows while you're watching like even Stevens or something.
2: Oh yeah. Mm-hmm. No, that's it. I mean, there's, wild. they don't need they don't need advertising, right? I mean, mm-hmm. they don't they don't need you to sell beyblades or whatever on their channel. Like they're good. <laughs> they just need to sell the, the those uh disney infinity
0: spin-off from like the 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 mees yes
2: oh, oh i bet i'm sure that's what yeah. they actually advertise now you know or like disney yeah. plus or, or or of course the parks they still advertise the parks on there um yeah, yeah i was al- i was always pissed off by disney channel like i actually i would always prefer the fucking commercials i was like no just give me a fucking commercial i don't want to watch this shit over <laughs> and over again it's like if you watch it's, a movie on like YouTube and like it's the same like fucking I get Liberty Mutual commercials. It's all I get on YouTube. Mm, like yeah. it's just like that shit over and over again. All that said, I would still any I would put any
0: random uh, Disney Channel movie above Last Airbender. Oh, by far, yeah. Just like Cadet Carley.
2: Like, come on, It's way better. Oh yeah, like <laughs> Xenon thinking, the sequel. Uh, like Xenon the Z- uh, smart house. Smart or, house, uh, yeah. The, the Halloween, Halloween Town. Town. <laughs> yeah, like, Halloween Town is so much better. Like... <laughs>
0: Halloween Town 2, Calabar's Revenge. Yeah, Calabar's
2: Revenge. Even that one. They're both great. Like, so much better than this bullshit. It's...
0: Yeah. Um, we do have a quote here from M. Night himself um, from a 2019 interview... Or 2019 uh, lecture at, at NYU. NYU. Going Going back to observe Oddly classes. enough, though, at the
2: Stern School of Business. Why the fuck would you invite this guy to go to the Stern School of Business? Like... Because... I mean, yeah. he, he obviously, like, makes films, but he doesn't make a lot of money.
0: I mean, I could see him, like, having stuff to say on the production business yeah, side. Yeah, of, probably. Of I am sure. Like I mean,
2: that. he has a production company. I get it. Like, you know, I get it. Yeah. But still, what a bad grade. Yeah, uh,
0: Shyamalan publicly disowned this film and his next film, After Earth from 2013, uh, calling them junk movies. He elaborated. I did a couple of huge, big-budget CGI movies. There's always been this inexorable pull to join the group, a constant seduction in the form of whatever you want to tally, in the form of money or safety, ease, not getting criticized. I did these movies, and I rightfully got crushed because they said, you don't believe in yourself, you don't believe in your own voice, and you don't even believe in your values. I felt really lost. It didn't work. There's, something, there's probably something Darwinian about all this.
2: <laughs> okay. Galaxy brain himbo. Galaxy that's all it is. Fucking brain. You don't believe in yourself. I it, I don't know. The, I think the problem with this movie is that he believed too much in of, of himself and not like mm. you know the source, source material because he, he he thought he was like I read somewhere else he was like oh I want I got rid of all the slapstick and the fart jokes of the original series because I wanted to make this serious and important and something different. It's like no those things are cool. Like that's the eh. one first First of all, there's very few fart jokes in the show. The ones the one scene that I liked was
0: a comedic jokey scene and i'll I'll tell you when i get there because i
2: don't even remember i don't remember half this movie i was on my phone the whole time fair Fair.
0: i was too fair (laughs) it's so bad this shit this shit is unwatchable unwatchable we'll do we'll do the quick uh relatively quick uh plot breakdown now but like this this kind of came out before uh smartphones got really really huge and ubiquitous but it definitely feels like um a made for Netflix while you're on your phone. Oh yeah,
2: movie. it has the same quality. I mean, like the mm-hmm. fact that this thing costs, uh, what do we say, one hundred and fifty million for this shit is mm-hmm. is insane. Yeah. The production values are fucking trash. Mm-hmm. I mean, some of the sets are like decent. Here and there, but some the yeah. most of the CGI middle, is middle so poorly yeah. used, and even the, I think that a lot of money p- was probably put into actual bending, like the because Industrial Light and Magic did it, and they said like it, the hardest part was the bending, um, especially water, especially like, water animating flowing water. Yeah, it and guess what? Really it tricky. looks fucking terrible. It looks it looks bad. It looks bad, guys. Um, even the fire, fire is hard too. It looks like shit. Um, yep. They don't do I the earth bending it- very much.
0: Yeah, so the this kind of ties into my holistic biggest disagreement with this movie, which is that a lot of um fantasy and like superhero properties, they don't translate to live action well at all. Yeah. Um the the air bending, oh, the bending and like the the martial arts in the original cartoon series they look grounded, quote unquote, in real because like their animated figures uh, manipulated in their animated environments and like even the stuff that is impossible, like like obviously bending is impossible, but like when, Wait, Aang... yeah, <laughs> but I mean like the stuff that would be impossible for a normal person, like when th- there are like moments in when Aang like falls down a flight of stairs and his back should be broken. Right, right. But like, because he's animated and because you buy into the animation and like the, the laws of physics as they work there, when he tumbles and doesn't break his not only doesn't break his back but he goes on to do like a backflip and then kick some guy over like you can buy it because it feels not real but it
2: feels cohesive
0: mm-hmm. yeah um and you you can get and, away and, with
2: you can get away with like the certain weightlessness that you know you that you see in the show right like everything yes, is effortless yes. more you know i mean obviously they do like Using incredible movements of their bodies, in which they were actually like recorded. Like one guy, like one dude, was recorded. Like one martial yeah. arts master was recorded doing all these different well, movements and then animated. And and every every style of
0: Mendian is based on a different style yes. of real world martial arts, which right. is awesome.
2: Mm-hmm. Yeah, so you know you have that where um, they you know they're trying to replicate it here in the in the film, but you, because everything's more weighty and it's it's real people doing these things you can't get as fluid of motions you can't get as quick of motions um mm-hmm. and then that ended with the cgi i mean it just it it yeah it just looks awful
0: yeah and i think of like like so like the the it, it's very emblematic of like the folly of trying to make a live action avatar movie because the idea of like thematically the Avatar and Bending, right? It's like you become one with your environment. You become one with nature. It's not like you're controlling nature. It's it's you direct it because you're so in tune with it in a spiritual sense. Um, the Taking a live action person, sticking it in a green screen set with like one or two elements that are like actually built as a set and then slapping shitty CGI on top of it that no that none of the extras react to. Yeah. like it's it's like this big gout of fire and people are just like they Whoa. look over at it. Yeah, it it's so such a perfect metaphor for like the folly of trying to make this. Yeah, it is. Compared to the source material, it it just it
2: it looks like shit and doesn't work. That's yeah. all that says. That's Yeah, it. no, it's true. It's true. I think the worst example is in the Earthbending Prison. When, we'll uh, get there. Okay. We, we, we gotta right. we gotta do the breakdown we'll here. We'll we'll breakdown. The, there's down. a uh, Star Wars crawl in the beginning of this film <laughs> for some reason. Yes. Um So this whole plot
0: of the movie follows the first season of Avatar the West Airbender. Um there there is a war there's a, a a an eastern spiritual uh inspired uh world divided into four nations. Right. Um all the cla- the four classical elements: air, earth, water, fire. Well, it's really just three um, because the
2: air nation doesn't exist anymore.
0: Well, yes, that's the first thing we learn. the The, right, the fire right. nation is imperialistic and and they they eradicate the air nomads. Um, right, and, yeah, uh, they were
2: nomads uh, anyway. Yeah, they weren't yeah. technically and, a nation.
0: The four the four uh, nations, the four bending styles, um, are all linked. Obviously, so it's you can there's x amount of people in the population that can uh bend their 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 heritage element but there's one person who's born every generation the avatar uh, who can bend all four right and he's reincarnated or they are reincarnated time after they die to come back and, and maintain harmony in the world right um mm. at the start at the start of the story a hundred years prior the avatar had vanished leaving us in a state of leaving the world in a state of war
1: hmm
2: yeah, and again, um, the Fire Nation is Imperial Japan, Earth Nation is uh, China, um, the Water Nations are uh like Inuit. The water,
0: yeah, the water tribes are Inuit.
2: Um, and then the Air Nomads are like Tibet. Tibet I guess, because yeah. they're monks. That and the fact that like they're
0: on the brink of eradication, right? And, and, yeah. and there's
2: yeah all that stuff
0: uh so i, I guess like the, i sh- one last thing i'll say like one last avatar nerd gripe i'll say is like it always bugged me a little bit that they go with the classical greek breakdown of the elements like according to aristotle like that like, like the greeks thought that it was like earth air water fire and then ether was the fifth um whereas in traditional chinese mythology there there are five elements there's um fire water earth uh wood wood and metal in metal yeah
2: which i mean the series does eventually gets there
0: yeah they they introduce uh metal bending but it's specifically a derivative of, of earth, earth bending, bending. Right. Yeah. and
2: then tree bending is like a is water bending it's like there, they there bend are the water there,
0: <laughs> in the trees th- there are hick water benders that
2: bend vines in the swamp right. where they live right. it's, it's great yeah it's great. yeah but no, you're right. I mean, it's it's um there's still derivatives of other, yeah, the the mo- the the f- four main forms of bending.
0: The best explanation I've heard from a fandom perspective is like it mirrors the four states of matter, uh solid, liquid, gas, and plasma.
2: Okay. Yeah, but Sure. That
0: that that's insane nerd wiki shit. Yeah, that's ridiculous. But, <laughs> leave leave it to TV tropes. <laughs> uh but yeah, so we we're introduced, we're in the in the South Pole, um we're introduced to Katara and Sokka. Soka. who are Sokka. Sokka, <laughs> this bright, this
2: movie changed. This movie fucked up my brain. No, I mean it is it is Sokka in the series and Sokka in this movie. Yeah, um, played by white people, uh, both. Of them. Yeah, that's really fucking obvious. Yeah, um, Jackson Rathbone, who is a descendant of Basil Rathbone, the uh, he the British uh, that's, actor who played that's, Sherlock Holmes. That's wild. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um. You don't get that name yeah, and then so, not be related to him, right? I mean, come on. Yeah.
0: <laughs> so we we get two big issues right away. We get, yes, it is racist to um this movie is extremely whitewashed. All the speaking leads are white people, and they're shoehorned into um crowds of not white people, of 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 East Asian and, and Southeast Asian people. Um there there's like one village where it's filled with like black people, weirdly. Yeah, what
2: was that one? What was that supposed to we be? Know, Earth Earth Kingdom, I, it was an Earth Kingdom thing, right? Yeah. Earth
0: Kingdom Town X. Yeah. You know? Um, and the villains, uh, as portrayed most prominently by Dev Patel, are mm-hmm. are Indian actors. Yeah. Actors of Indian descent. Yeah. And um, the fact that like they whitewash the heroes but
2: not the villains is really, <laughs> it's really obvious. Uh, yeah, it's just bad. I mean, it's I, and and it's funny because Mi Chimala he's like defended this a billion times, and he's like, listen you know this is the most diverse like you know blockbuster film you'll see and and like to his credit maybe it was at the time honestly in 20, technically, 2010 technically
0: if you and if you count uh extras that don't have any lines yeah no
2: he was like very he was very proud that there were like uh some black people in the movie like that's what he even says he's like yeah i, I had some black people in this movie and it's Great. like cool <laughs> none of them spoke or had anything yeah. to do like i think one of the yeah. monks like uh, um monkeyatsu is black like even <sighs> yeah it's but like, again he, kind of, he looks
0: speak. kind of south he looks kind of southeast asian yeah. okay we're, we're 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 doing race science right now we got we should <laughs> we should no, go to the second MMA big problem Shama. he's doing it not us he pushed us to do it he yes it's his fault it. um i will say the other big problem we immediately run into is that uh children actors suck and are not good in any movie oh no they're so he's so
2: bad the the, the little he, kid is just like he's he's probably good at like martial arts you know that's why he got the 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 gig he his mom yeah. sent like a tape in and he, he you know mm-hmm. it's probably decent but even that like he he doesn't get to showcase that at all in this movie no yeah it's too the CGI all, all, heavy to like at all be a martial arts film
0: yeah that's that that's the big problem we'll run into soon but like yeah I mean th- there are the performances in this. Some of them are really bad. Some of them are, are okay. Like Dev Patel is decent with what he's given. Yeah. It's just he's given shit. This this is a very good example of like, I don't know, they they say that about like Ewan McGregor in the prequels, right? Like he did, he does a good job with what he's given, but he's given insane shit to say and like no no real chances to act. No, it's true.
2: I mean, oh my God, Celeste, please stop. She's like right here, and she's just rubbing her head against the microphone. <laughs> God, please stop. Go. Oh my God, no, that's not happening. She just bit me. Get the, fuck out of here. Get the fuck out of here. Jesus Christ. Were you talking about Dev Patel?
1: Yeah. Okay.
2: Yeah, I mean, you know, this this is made two years after um, *Slumdog Millionaire*. You know, and it's like. I think he he auditioned for this film while making slumdog millionaire um so mm. he gets you know all that critical acclaim to then just do this movie where um he should be you know um a very meaty character right i mean zuko yep. is one, one of the greatest you know character arcs i think in in the series but nothing just yeah. totally meaningless even you know his 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 first season arc which we more or less see, you know, on display in this film. It's it's just it's so piecemeal that it's it's nonsensical.
0: In in the cartoon series, Zuko is is the second main character after 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 the titular character Aang, the last Airbender. Mm-hmm. He he's definitely second most importance, and like the first season, especially in in, culminating in the third season, they get so much mileage out of like directly comparing and contrasting the journeys of Aang and Zuko
2: oh yeah um, i mean it's it's there's always cross-cutting between those are the two stories yeah. that we see cross-cutting between
0: yeah uh i will say i am excited for dev patel's if it comes if it comes out who knows um the a24 mo- the a24 movie that's coming out the green knight oh yeah, He's, yeah he is <laughs> the green knight never gonna come out and not gonna happen <laughs> <laughs> but we'll see we'll see um but yeah he plays uh sir Gawain, so that should be interesting yeah um, no it, it looks great i'm excited yeah. to see that um but yeah so you know you get the standard like call to adventure monomyth bullshit like they the siblings they find ang he's he's been frozen in in carbonite for a 100 years um they take him back to their village and i'm describing it very choppily and quickly but our recap matches the pace of the film too oh yeah Mm -hmm. because it is so chopped it is so abrupt um we don't see ang recovering like he just wakes up off screen and then he's we just walk into the hut where he's recovering he's like hi i'm hey, i I'm, I'm awake i'm <laughs> going i'm perfectly fine and fully clothed and i'm good yeah um and then zuko zuko and his uncle iroh they're sailing on a fire nation ship and they see a beam of light shot up into the sky and they're like oh there's the avatar and they go they go find him at the nation or at the at the water tribe uh uh Village where he's recuperating. And then we get some like, God, they, this is the first instance of when they start doing this, but they do this throughout the movie. Like, really ham fisted attempts to characterize, um most notably, uh Sokka and Katara get the worst of it. Yeah. Because, like, Sokka will be like, I'm going to go fight them. It's like, okay, so we're, they're trying to tell us that he's like hot headed, but Katara's like, Sokka, don't. So try to tell us that she's like compassionate and cautious. Right. But, like, it never feels like that it's always it's always like shoved into quick quick little moments um and we get some shitty fire bending, and then ang is taken prisoner yeah for the first time in this
2: movie uh he's taken prisoner <laughs> the bank's taken prisoner for the first one time. of uh at least two maybe three i can't remember i mean mm, three three. Yep. And, three and all those moments happen in the actual show but you know when it's paced out between Twenty something episodes, it feels natural. There's an actual flow to it. But in this movie, it's just like, is he really the Avatar? How does he keep getting captured this way? In in this span of ninety minutes, or you know, so yeah, hour there forty
0: five. There are twenty episodes in each season, except for the third season, which has twenty one. And um this opening that we just described is like two episodes. Yeah, and they try to cram all of it into twenty minutes. Mm. Um. And they they do a thing that I think the Star Wars sequels do a lot, and the, no, they do a thing that uh, the Marvel movies do a lot. Whereas they like rely on fans' uh, ability to characterize character, like to give the characters uh, characterization outside of the movies, and then like apply it to the movies based on like, oh, Captain America is like X, Y, and Z, and so they can rely on that. Because, like, the Tumblers and, like, the the blogs and, and like, the discourse on Twitter characterizes these
2: these uh, characterless characters for them instead yeah. of the movie doing the work. Yeah. Oh, I mean, because the, the movie does absolutely no work to develop uh, Sokka or Katara. I mean, it's... Yeah. And, and for, you know, Katara, I mean, is and Sokka, you know, to his credit, he's a big character in the show. I mean, they are the, the main three until they introduce Toph in the second season. Right. Um, right. And I thought they were actually going to introduce Toph when we meet like so, that uh, random earthbender. Yeah. Um but yes. that was not Toph. That was just a random earthbender. Um a scene mm-hmm. that could be skipped entirely in this movie. Yeah. Um um another thing they do a lot and they do
0: this when they have Aang taken prisoner and they and then Katara's grandmother does it with her in, the, in their hut after Aang is taken away. There's a shit ton of expository dialogue. Oh yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I would, I would say most of the dialogue in this movie is expository.
2: It has to be, right? I mean, how do you get to point mm-hmm. A to B, to, to C, to all the way to Z in this fucking thing without, like, a shit ton of X-bos? Um, That's all, like, Uncle Iroh does, you know? Like, mm-hmm. it's it's yep. awful. I mean, he's such an amazing character in the show. Um, yeah. And it's just, he's got nothing here. And also, he's, like, he's a skinny dude with dreads in the movie, and he's supposed to be a big fat <laughs> guy. In, yes. in, in the show uh you know it's like and of course his you know his voice actor is mako and this guy and this yep. is like not nice. mako like yeah. uh, pretty mako, terrible guys he, pretty terrible choices all around i know
0: mako did pass away before he got a chance to record the third season right and they, yeah they got someone who had also who had covered for mako in the past to like finish to finish recording but they also pay tribute to him in that episode of tales of from bus say they, it's
2: dedicated to Marco, Marco's right. Memory. Yeah. The one about his, his, uh, his son, son, his son, does. Yeah. So. who they mentioned a billion times in this movie. And I didn't care about yes. any single time they mentioned it. Um, mainly because uh, like Admiral Zhao and, and Iroh and, and also uh, Zuko's like the, the antagonism there. It's just like, they just, it's just so obvious. Like they just, they yep. just kept making Admiral Zhao like, so evil and just say the quiet parts loud like over and over again um just and uh, asif manvi is many things
0: as an actor uh ominous and threatening are not two of those
2: things not at all intimidating like you see him on screen and you're just like okay when do you say something funny like when do you do something interesting uh never the answer is never like Mm -hmm. when he kills the moon spirit i'm like okay please yeah
0: um so yeah we we learn that there's tension between zuko and and admiral zhao and they hate each other and they're both trying to find the avatar uh or the avatar, the is avatar. I should say. yes uh meanwhile in a very ham-handed cutaway kind of travel montage uh suddenly they make it to the air nomad temple yep mm-hmm. but uh, it's that sudden and there's like no sense of like traveling like i know in like Easy, easy, obvious answer. I'm going to go to it. Uh, in Fellowship of the Ring, when they're traveling, like you get a sense that right. they're actually mm-hmm. traveling for like months on end. Yeah, it feels like that, even though there is some montage and there is some abrupt cuts, but like they they make it feel like a journey. Uh, no, it's just like they zip over
2: there. Yeah. it's like oh, I mean, we're it's here. also entirely possible because they do have a flying bison. So I mean, you know, the Fellowship did not have a flying bison. True. Uh, neither,
0: did, and they didn't have flying eagles either. And don't get me started on that uh- crap. uh appa also looks like
2: shit um like when you're doing far like there's you know some wide shots he looks fine but then in the final battle when um he roars his face face is so bad like it's just smooth they put like no textures on his actual face the rest of his body like like... is pretty decent like in terms of the hair um but the face is awful
0: it looks like an emoji wearing a wig it does like a real life yeah
2: no it looks like the you know the moon emoji that kind of looks like blackface Yes, it's that one. Like it's wearing, just, it's just that wearing
0: like a wig with turf bangs. Yeah, you know. Exactly. <laughs> yes,
2: exactly. It's awful. It's it's and then Momo looks like shit too. Oh,
0: it, Momo's barely even there. Yeah. And um, so when they find Momo in the in the Southern Air Temple, uh, Ang he's like, oh look, it's like a lemur monkey. There are pets, and it looks so obvious that Noah, whatever his face Ringer. is, just like Noah Ringer is just like moving his arms around and pretending and they like composite this really shitty CGI thing like into his arms it just his
2: movements looked really really fake yeah they did I mean how hard would it have been to you know when when Momo's flying around perhaps do CGI but then when he's actually holding him just do a fucking puppet how, how would that have been like, come do on. a puppet or put
0: like prosthetics or costume like safely of course on a real lemur <laughs>
2: Like they, so, were, no, I'm like they were. I'm serious. Like they're supposed to do a Yoda. Like Yoda was gonna be a chimpanzee. Yes. That didn't work out yes. very well. Uh, so Aang finds out
0: that all the monks are dead, that he's been uh, frozen in carbonite for a hundred years, uh, and then they kind of just shrug. Oh God, the fucking the spirit dragon is introduced. Oh
2: right, yeah. Not in the not in the series at all.
0: Not in the it series. Previous the, avatars. The sp- the The spirit dragon is a composite character for all the previous avatars, because in the show, Ang is supposed to be able to like meditate and communicate with his past lives. Um, also, uh, that that face stealer worm, no, the creepy guy. Oh right, mm-hmm. uh, he fulfills some of those functions. He he he's just like a catch all for like spiritual shit. Yeah. Um, yeah. the problem is it it sucks. Uh, he looks awful. You barely um, see him. He's, he's mostly in shadow he's an eastern style serpentine dragon but he also has wings which is a big no-no for me i didn't even um, notice they, that part they show him fly they, they imply that he's flying off and they show some like wings flapping oh, fucking like, Stupid. yeah dumb dumb awful fuck that um um but yeah no it's 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 really crappy and it it has like it's basically force bullshit it's like ripped off half remembered bullshit from the force talk with yoda in Empire Strikes Back, it's like, it's it's very very rote, token Hollywood flavored spirituality.
2: Oh yeah, for sure. Yeah, this the whole spirit world uh, section of the film, or any mention of the spirit world is yeah, just um, yeah, bad, just bad. Um,
0: they speed through all this bullshit. They go to a random, God, this movie is so. The problem with trying to like compress a whole season into a movie, in addition to all the other problems we just mentioned, like it all feels really interchangeable, all the scenes
2: because they all the scenes are very episodic because they're mm. they're pulled from episodes yeah. of the show. Yeah, uh, and, and they, half the time everything looks the same. Honestly, like yeah. every background looks the same, besides one or two. As and, and and you know the film is bookended by the 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 water tribes. So those look exactly, those look identical besides in, yep. in, in terms of size, the Northern kingdom's bigger, but um, you know,
0: and there, there was so much uh, effort put into the production of the cartoon series. Like right. every nation looks very distinct. All, all of the, the culture, cultural artifacts, like the clothes, the architecture, the, the tools, the weapons, the implements they use, they all feel very distinct from each other. Um, but here it's just it's just like all a big colorful mess that
2: all feels interchangeable. Yeah, I mean literally you um, couldn't even get one cabbage guy joke. Like, awful. Yeah. Oh my. Yeah. Oh my god. Like, we're so in the easy Earth Kingdom too. and just like give me the cabbage guy just for like a second. Yeah, my cabbage.
0: Yeah, the cabbages guy. He's great. Um, they get wrapped up in some bullshit in a, a random Earth ca- Earth Kingdom prison camp that the because the, the Fire Nation had captured all the Earth Kingdoms uh, people and then Ang's like, "Oh, just fight. You have ground right here. You can earth bend it." And they're like, "Oh, shit. Oh, you're wow. right. <laughs>
2: Didn't notice that." The earth, the bending's horrible. Um It's the worst bending, f- for sure. That one that one rock it's just like slow motion crashes into one of the firebenders. It's kind of a meme. It's like
0: six people stand in formation. It feels like it feels like Power Rangers and they yeah. do like kung fu moves. And one one rock slowly levitates up, and then another earthbender comes in and shoots it. Yeah, and it knocks over a Fire yeah. Nation soldier. The the,
2: the, guys, the pit, guys, the six guys, are kind of doing like a haka, you know, like the Maori yeah, dance. Yeah, um, which yeah. Just, like looks cool, but then like you'd think like, oh man, they're gonna have to levitate this giant stone. And it's gonna, gonna, take gonna take out like a cause whole, an earthquake, right? Cause yeah. an earthquake. It's like no, just this one little pebble.
0: It's it's literally a rock. That you could have picked up and thrown, and just out thrown, soldier. Yeah. <laughs> done more which, damage, which would have been yeah. so much more efficient. Yeah, no, um, it's bad. Yeah, like no, no, ringer. He he's like a good martial artist. Like like he's he's in shape. He's good at like doing stage fighting and everything. Like like no disrespect to his acting or his stunt work that he does here, but like. The the fights with Aang when he fights the soldiers he he just whirls his, his staff around and then he shoots out air and the soldiers get knocked over yeah yeah the choreography is shit the music is shit oh the music's awful
2: yeah the choreography is I would say only like there's that one decent shot in the at the end in the final fight that's like a long they, they try to do a lot of long takes of fighting. For some yes. reason, like, I guess, yep. you know, M.I. trauma thinks that's, like, cool. I don't know. It's maybe what he learned at NYU. But, like, if you're not good at it, then don't do it. Um, yes. But there's there's one good long take where uh, Aang takes down some firebenders in uh, at the end of the film um, that I think, like, uses the CGI better than the mm. majority of what we see in the film. But, again, it's... It's literally five seconds of footage, compared to yep. I mean the the countless times he fights people and it's just it looks like they're always, it, it looks like like no one wants it. It's as if like they hired like stuntmen who don't know how to be stuntmen who like yeah. they don't want to do things fast or quick because they think they're gonna hurt each other. Like they they yes. fight so slow in this movie. Yeah, the fight the
0: fighting is very slow. It's very stilted. Um, yeah. It's like, oh, I'm gonna do like some punches here, and then stand back. I'm gonna charge up a bending move, and then shoot it, and then go back into fighting yeah. with like those beats
2: punctuating everything. No, there's a lot of stopping, like uh, especially yeah. when we get to the blue mask. You know, when we get to Zuko is is the whatever that guy's name is. We we might
0: as well jump to that. I think we're there anyway. Like, I mean, who knows? Yeah. So, so so just to quickly set it up, Commander Zhao hates Zuko. Zuko hates Commander Zhao, and. Commander Zhao does capture Aang by setting a trap. And um, we don't know this now, but it's revealed soon after that Zuko goes to free Aang so he can capture him on his own to please his father. Who His father, Lord Ozai, is pitting Zhao and Zuko
2: against each other to see who can capture Aang first.
0: Right. It's a very good twist in the cartoon show. It's so cool. That episode's great. Yeah, um, it's a great but episode. It, the
2: frogs, it, I mean, which are not in this movie. Yes. Yes.
0: But yeah, so... Zuko in disguise as the Blue Spirit mask um, goes to break Aang out. It's a whole big set piece in the movie,
2: and it's so it's it, it could be the best set piece in the movie. Like honestly, yeah, because it, it's obvious Dev Patel can't fight. Like so, we see the scene where he skirmishes against like the Firebenders on the warship. Um, in the beginning of the film, it's just like this yeah, little like yeah. practice. You know, he does and he takes them all out in like two seconds. But it's like it's shot mostly in close up because Dev Patel can't do martial arts. Um, yep. But this is you have him in a fucking disguise like he's, he's, he's wearing, he's a, wearing mask. a mask like this is how they filmed the last Bruce Lee film because Bruce Lee had died and they only shot like an hour worth. No, they shot like they shot about 10 hours of footage, but they only were able to use like an hour worth of footage basically. So they they mostly had other martial artists in masks and disguises or helmets mm. like motorcycle helmets for his oh, last yeah. film Game of Death. And then you only yep. see Bruce Lee at the end when he fights um uh, Kareem Abdul-Jabbar. So like they literally could have done that yes. here, like just get an actual fuck, get, get like Tony Tony Jaa or some like big martial artist, put him in this fucking mask, and just have him like fucking kick ass for five minutes of this movie with Ang and honest next to him.
0: Honestly they probably did that for a lot of shots in this sequence but the fact that we can't tell kind of says it all yeah well that, that's a problem because like, it 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 may have well have been dev patel right May as well have been him Might as
2: well have. it was i mean the choreography is so shit and and the mm-hmm. and the camera works to blame too because it's like they they again do these long shots these really long and wide shots where it's like you know and to its credit it's at least it's like you know the shot lingers for a little while and doesn't, you know, do the obvious, like, you know, Hollywood every two seconds you cut. But when you don't know where to place the camera in the first place, so you're kind of like, there's something in the background. The cool thing is happening in the background, which is, you know, right. um, the blue spirit taking on like 50 guys. And in the foreground, yeah. we have Aang doing absolutely nothing. Um,
1: yeah, that's What so he does bad.
2: in that little pavilion
0: it's he, he jumps inside like he's like, oh, this is like a training this the trap is set up at the northern air air nomad temple. So like Aang's familiar with the air nomad equipment and like their their temple and setup and he jumps in this little pavilion and he's like, oh, they, they use this to train airbending. And he like. Sends a gust of air and it makes all these like wooden wooden like hanging slats come down and he uses those to kind of fight and kind of defeat. shield himself from some of the firebenders i i get what they were going for but like that that is something that would be super cartoony and expressive and something you could show in animation right but like you can't show that shit in real life because it doesn't work in real
2: life
1: so Hmm.
0: So this
2: especially now if you're going to use cgi for literally everything right like yeah if this if this film was made in like the 70s and it was mostly you know practical effects like mm-hmm. it, it, it could be done. Like you could do, you know, you could do stop motion animation for the slats. You can do, I mean, you could do miniatures for a lot of the sets in this movie. Um, you could do a lot of rear projection. Like, there's, there's yep. so much you could do with this movie, and 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 that could have been done in 2010 as well. Like I said, you could have done mm-hmm. Appa or Momo as puppets, um, for part of it at least. You know, it'd be tough to have a flying uh, bison puppet, but at least when he's on the ground, do a fucking puppet like the like the um the Banthas. You know, yeah. Um, uh, put put hair on an elephant. All right there, you go. You got it. Um. But yeah, it's just every opportunity there is a better version of this movie, just even on a practical level. Um, yep. But you know, it's it's 2010. You know, you have to contend with everything else.
0: Yeah, the the this whole this whole question of like how the special effects fail, I think, is really tied into the nerd mindset that we hate so much because this movie is on its face is very faithful to the series. It's like events happen at locations in the way that they're depicted at least very superficially in the cartoon right Mm -hmm. but for sure but you you can't replicate a cartoon in real life no matter how much cgi you slather over it and yes i i would prefer an adaptation that is faithful like spiritually to the to the source material rather than like a literal play-by-play of events as they happen yeah because cause you can't do that it 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 never it does it's not it doesn't work no
2: it doesn't I mean really nothing about this works um it's similar to like Watchmen right you know like in the way very good Snyder made yes. Watchmen you know it being same year I think is <laughs> yeah I think you're right I think it is the same no year uh, year, year year before year before 2009 right right because I was yeah I was in college we were both in college yeah yeah um, that's a
0: very good comparison because the Watchmen movie is. So one one huge difference aside, very, very visually faithful to the, the comic. Um, right.
2: I mean, it just replicates exact frames. I mean, mm-hmm. or constantly. it tries to. It tries to. Yes, that's true.
0: Alan, Alan Moore specifically used a um, portrait-oriented uh, aspect ratio because he's right. like a lot of the way that a way that a lot of the, the visuals are set up is more vertically oriented as opposed to horizontally oriented like you would see on a movie screen aspect ratio. Right. And he's like, you can try to translate that to a movie screen just a lot of the impact of like, oh, here's a squid that teleported into a, a building which is itself a portrait oriented ra- aspect ratio box. Like that's not going to work on a movie screen. It's not it. Didn't.
2: Yeah. No, it's true. So what Alan Moore would have preferred is if it was shot for an iPhone. Yes, the best way to, yeah. to make a Watchmen movie. If someone is shot wants to remake Watchmen, you have to shoot it for an iPhone, basically. <laughs> you have to shoot it for iPhone. Why not? It's like Fuck that movie. Uh... I mean, there are movies that are shot on an iPhone. Yeah, so but they're I've still shot it, for widescreen. You know, they're shot for landscape widescreen, right? I mean, you Damn. know, the tan- Tangerine is shot that way, obviously. Like, very few films would go out of their way, besides, like, the Quibi shit. I mean, that's what Quibi was supposed to be all about. <laughs> you know, you could, you Watchmen, could flip the bright- uh, aspect ratios. Quibi's Watchmen. Yeah. Well, if Quibi, if Hell they can yeah. bring it back, you know, that's what they should yep. do. That's that's how they should bring it back is making mm-hmm. Watchmen live action, a series version, yeah. not the yes. stupid, you know, fucking Lindelof bullshit, but. Oh my God. I still have to hate watch that. Yeah, I, I will eventually. Um, um, but I was just thinking, you know, it'd be a really cool practical effect uh, um, for the air bending or just any of the bending in general would have been yeah. old school rotoscoping. Yes, I mean, you know, yes, yes, yes. It, it's it's still it doesn't look like what we expect is we expect CGI that looks you know, photorealistic. Like obviously, you can't do that with rotoscoping. Um, but you you can there's some pretty incredible rotoscoping that had been done in in Hollywood for for decades. I mean, you know, you even you think about all the Disney films, a lot of the Disney films are rotoscoped for for like mm-hmm. you know, uh, Snow White dancing is rotoscoped. Um, the old um the old superman cartoons are all rotoscoping yes um, the flesher cartoons the fly- yeah you know so like you could you could i i just just like there is a perfect uh practical effects version of this film on another planet yep. in another world and yep. you know what we just got the the tough break of being earth prime folks you know we just fucked up
0: um i know the the bakshi lord of the rings makes extensive use of rotoscopes. oh yeah and it's mm-hmm. some of the some of those mind-bending visuals in that yep. in that movie are the nazgul just rotoscopes like guys wearing goofy armor yes. but they look kind of they look they look creepy and terrifying yeah. in the movie
2: mm-hmm. the um the balrog however is uh unfortunate but uh sure. yeah.
0: <laughs> yeah nothing nothing's perfect balrog with fuzzy slippers. Um, <laughs> So yeah, we can just jump ahead to the final climactic battle cuz yeah, we go you know, to the north. is of any consequence just they go to the Northern Water Temple or Water Tribe cuz it's the last holdout of the Water Tribe and Aang needs to learn water bending from the master there. Of course, the water bending master is a white guy. He's not Inuit. He's not No.
2: Hmm. But he he
0: he has lines so he can't be a person of color. Right. <laughs> essentially. Um Katara's whole character arc, she has none. She just sucks at waterbending throughout the entire movie, which is really enraging because she's one of the strongest characters in the show. Oh, yeah. Um, I mean, she's she, one of the best she, benders in
2: the show as well. You know? I mean... And,
0: and her whole arc is just completely undercut. She she sucks at the beginning. She sucks at the end. Um. The... Oh, God. The Princess Yue, her hair looks like a giant dick from behind <laughs> Uh, i know that was a that was that was an early screen grab like meme from 2010 that i remembered that i saw today when that's I incredible
2: it. her relationship it. with Sokka is just like so shoehorned in this film
0: it is, it is literally told to us through voiceover narration by katara yeah <laughs> awful um so then there's like this battle that's going to happen the fire nation is going to invade and it's really crappy. It's really crappily set up. It's it's like a bad ripoff of Battle of Helm's Deep. Like yeah, they the the Water Tribe guys, uh, all of whom look like overweight soy boys. Oh, that one guy, um, that one fat yep. kid, the incredible. one chubby guy, <laughs>
2: the fat white guy, the fat white kid, yes, like the fat yes. white teenager. I I could not believe. I was like, I looked like that in uh, not in 2010, but like a few years before that, I looked like that.
0: Uh, be 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 kind of to yourself. You never looked like that. The, the, this guy's like. It's like okay, I can I see the guy who won the uh, winner role in Avatar <laughs> yes, contest that Nickelodeon put totally
1: out. It's totally him. He had to.
0: their their battle cry, like they're standing on the wall with other other spears, and the guy's like, "Ho!" And they bang there. It looks like they're all jerking off together.
2: But and they and then they do nothing to repel the the firebenders on their lizards. Like absolutely nothing.
0: Yeah the the violence. So th- there's there was like a trend of these movies um, that like 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 fantasy, high fantasy blending of like magic and swords, clearly based on Lord of the Rings. Um, the most prominent one that I can think of is the Chronicles of Narnia movies that they put out. Oh yeah, mm-hmm. like they 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 market themselves and they have all the affectations of a PG thirteen or R, uh, fantasy violence. But they're they're released as PG movies, yeah. yeah. So they they can't show orcs getting their heads cut off because they're PG. But the they can have like swords so that the action figures can have swords, right?
2: Yeah, yeah, you know, like the um, the minotaurs in the um, in the Lion the Witch in the Wardrobe, um, yeah, Chronicles of Narnia, the first one, like yeah, they have axes, but like they don't they don't like take an they axe don't... to a cheetah or anything like that, right? Like... Yeah, no. <laughs>
0: And and when they do, it is like a fraction of a second cut with no blood. Right. That's cut
2: away immediately. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Although that it's, fight scene in the in the first one is better than anything in in Avatar. Oh.
0: <laughs> yeah. Uh, my my apologies to the Chronicles
2: of Narnia, The Land the yeah. and the Wardrobe. It's because... it's, a, it's okay film. It's not terrible. I've only it's seen right. that one. Uh, I haven't uh, seen the do- the Dawn Trader one, the second one.
0: What's his face? The guy that plays Mister Tumnus is good. Um.
2: Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Ex- Professor Pref- Pref- X. Professor X. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I don't know. He also plays in those M Night Shyamalan movies where he plays the uh, the guy with multiple James, personalities. James McAvoy. Yes.
0: Yeah. 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 He's he's good. Um. Yeah. No. I I just you, I don't like that movie that much, but it is like Head and Shoulders is better than this. Yeah. And, but um, you're right.
2: It is this PG fantasy film where you get like none of that. Um. Yeah. None of the catharsis. None of the cool shit.
0: None of yeah, and like I, I'm not saying that like we need brutal deaths in no we do <laughs> in a live action <laughs> avatar movie we no, need we that do. um but it's trying to have it it, do, it does that thing that a lot of movies around this time and a lot of movies still do today like trying to have its cake and eat it too in regards to the the uh fetishized like items and act like depiction of violence without actually being
2: violent yeah yeah well i mean even with the zuko fight when he's the blue spirit and he's fighting all these other dudes like he has two swords everybody else has swords or spears or something and like mm-hmm. he probably doesn't kill any of them right like mm-hmm.
0: and that's a thing going back to that tone where like you were saying that um Shyamalan wanted to make this more serious than the source material yeah. like the 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 original source material there are a few deaths but Mm -hmm. they're they're all treated with weight they're all significant oh yeah there's no like casual there's no like casual killing mooks or whatever um but the show's like it has enough levity to get away with that so like even though someone gets blessed in the face with a fireball it knocks them out it doesn't kill right yeah but the the it's it's like i don't want to say cartoony because that kind of has dismissive connotations but it's it has enough levity it has enough like joy i guess to like escape by on that because it's more about it's it's more about the the emotional spiritual journey of these of these characters
2: and well, that's the that's not, the thing that this film is missing is joy. Like it is, it is really yeah. the most mirthless film I've ever seen. Like the most mirthless like yes. kid movie I've ever seen in my life. Like, and a- Ang is such a trickster archetype character. Right. He needs that right that mirth. He needs that to 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 be Aang. He's he's not Aang. No. He's he's a sullen little shit. No. he's <laughs> he's not funny at all. Like he has no personality. They give him no personality in this movie. The one sequence that I think has a, a little bit of that. Um,
0: unintentional it's when after Zuko captures him because the battle goes on and Aang has to meditate to connect with the moon spirit and learn how to water bend that's what the dragon bullshit tells him to do yeah. so he, he's, he's, he's in a coma Katara fails to protect him because she sucks in this movie Zuko captures him while he's still comatose but then Aang wakes up in in this random hiding spot that Zuko found while while the fire nation and the water tribe kill each other um and Aang kind of sneaks around while Zuko's looking for him oh, yeah. in this room mm-hmm. and it's it's kind of cool because like Zuko like is standing there and he looks around and Aang's behind his back and he like it's, it's like a Bugs Bunny th- and Elmer Fudd thing like he, he like he moves along behind Dev Patel's back and it that actually has a little bit of like that that joyful trickster trickster god element yep. that Aang had mm. originally in the cartoon yeah definitely Mo- and when when Dev Patel Zuko does finally like spot him they have a fight and they barely use any bending and it's the most engaging fight in the movie it is yeah because like by far they're just fighting and and uh zuko tries to grab fire from a torch but then ang blows it out
2: yes it's like it's like a cool little moment but that's also interesting we should talk about that that yes in this movie that was my segue they need the firebenders specifically need a source of fire to firebend which is not how it in, works in the in the
0: show. In, yeah, in the show, they they use their body heat, which is perfect because like they they don't need to start a fire to shoot fire, but right. like it's not unlimited; they can't just
2: do it all day, right? Whereas you know, um, obviously the earthbenders need earth, and, and the waterbenders do need water, um, and airbenders need air. But air is everywhere, so <laughs> it's not a big problem, unless <laughs> um, um, you're in space.
0: And it, even in the even in the show, like they they do fun things, like they they get a lot of mileage out of that like they they put the the fire nation puts captured earthbenders on a prison out at sea that's made entirely from metal right. with no earth mm-hmm. um yeah, before when... we learn about metal bending of course and even then no not everyone can do it right you have to be like you have the best, to, be of the like best tough. to do it that's it um they they capture Katara, like earth earth police capture Katara and they know she's a water bender, so they put her in a wooden prison with no water. Right. And how she escapes is she works up a sweat and she uses her she bends her sweat. Yeah, yeah, that's right. Is like and she cool. uses it like a saw. It's great Yeah. To
2: great. yeah. 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 It's no, it's it's there's some really interesting uses of every of every kind of bending in the actual uh, show and then we get none of that here because uh no one has an imagination. Yeah. And just like they they do address that like
0: so when Zhao infiltrates or he, he breaches the water tribe castle and he grabs the uh the the moon the moon and ocean spirit which give waterbenders their power they, they they incarnate on Earth as uh a twin koi fish and um and Zhao kills the moon koi fish. Uh right which, which destroys waterbending on the planet. Um and then Uncle Iroh is pissed off because he's like the reluctant villain. Uh, he he know he like knows like the. In the all this is from the cartoon. This is not present in the movie. I'm like, I'm filling in the movie using the cartoon knowledge. Yeah, yeah, yeah. um, but they because he's such a good firebender, he's in this universe. He's the only one that can create fire.
2: Does he firebend and, at uh, all in the show? Oh yeah, I don't yeah, remember. He I haven't seen it in yep. a while.
0: He does. Um, he's he teaches Zuko a lot and he um Yeah, he he just does. But he's he's just like good. And he, he's the one that invents um if someone shoots lightning at you, you can redirect it so it doesn't harm you. Oh, okay. I do remember that now. And he developed that because he studied waterbending because he's more he's he's a, he's like he appreciates like other cultures. He's not like an imperialist like his brother is right,
2: right, right, right. Yeah.
0: And um we do get one cool visual effect. The only, I think this is the only practical effect related to bending. Uh, the actor that plays Iro has fire on his hands because they put like that, jelly, yeah, that I think, gel. Yeah, gel stuff his, on his hands.
2: that'll burn and it won't actually burn your hand. Yeah, yeah.
0: I think you're right. And it, it is the only memorable bending visual from this movie. Yeah, because it's an actual person interacting with an actual right. element on screen. <laughs> <laughs> yeah,
2: it's it's kind of ridiculous.
0: I guess for continuity's sake, there are scenes of, like, Sokka is wet with real water because Katara accidentally splashes him. But right. that doesn't count. That doesn't That's, like, count. bullshit. Fuck that. Yeah. So, yeah, Zhao kills the moon spirit. The moon's pissed off. The water tribe is getting their asses kicked. But then the princess with the penis hair, just like in the cartoon show, she sacrifices her life to give her spirit to the moon god or the moon spirit. And then that fixes that fixes bending. Aang goes into avatar state. He... Makes a big wave and pushes all the the Fire Nation boats out to sea, and everyone yeah. bows at him. Also, does doesn't shot, like
2: kill him, right? It's just like uh, push these things out, to sea. which makes sense because he's supposed to be. He even yeah, he, he wouldn't the, do it. The that. dragon even says like, don't kill, Yeah. don't use yeah. your you know bending powers to hurt people. And uh, yeah,
0: the the last shot of the move of the good guys is all of the Water Tribe people bowing down to Aang, and some of the Fire Tribe Fire Nation people too bowing down to Aang as the Avatar, and Aang does. He, he does this little martial arts thing, and then he does like a milady bow. at the end,
1: it's like I do not. He does like
2: milady. Mm, I yeah, do. It's... I don't think I said the last like maybe five minutes of this movie. I think I was probably like, messaging you in our group chat in that yeah instead of actually watching it. By that time, the
0: last the last actual scene, it's it's not a post credit sequence, but it feels like one. Oh, with Azula. Yeah, yeah. Azula is introduced and. She doesn't seem like Azula at all. No. She, Azula is the the coolest villain in the original show. She is just some girl,
2: and yeah. no. She has like that one little smile smirk thing she does, and that's supposed to show you like, oh, yeah. she's unhinged or whatever. But it's yeah, she's just Joker pills. Yeah, she's
1: Joker yeah.
2: <laughs> But again, like you see Ozai, she's just like this big fat guy, it's like you're yeah. not menacing yeah. either. Like none of the voiced by Mark are... Campbell actually in the cartoon. What's that?
0: Voiced by Mark Hamill, speaking in Joker Pills. Oh, that's cartoon. right.
2: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Not, not here though. Not, not in this movie. Unfortunately.
0: Yeah, no. It's just he's so, just some, some guy. I'm not sure you know who it is. Yeah, but uh, that's that's a uh, Avatar, Avatar: The Last Airbender. Lavatar. Lavatar.
1: Yes, we was terrible,
2: folks. Really irredeemable. Um, yep. We have one worker of note, and uh this is the most on-brand worker of note we've ever done hell yeah Uh, it's actually a union member uh his name is daniel joseph mooney and 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 daniel if you are listening please come on the show um
0: (laughs) daniel joseph mooney get out just get
2: out of us please um he's an iatsi intern so international alliance of theatrical stage employees is is a union um that uh does a lot in hollywood and he is a member of that he's an uncredited uh intern uh so yeah good good job dude
0: i will say uh michael and brian if you want to come on the show we'd love it (laughs) yes uh we we like your work and i have an idea for for a sequel series, uh, <laughs> a, new, a new Avatar series. Get at me. Get at me, guy.
2: Get at me guys. I, I wonder if they're ever going to make that live action Netflix series, because that's what they were supposed to uh, do. No, uh,
0: I just I just find that out. They are not. Really? Um, Good. Fuck that. It's so
2: stupid. Just so make it a fucking cartoon,
0: August, guys. Just do that. Like On August 12th, 2020, Michael Dante DiMartino and Brian Kunzieko both revealed in their social media accounts that they had departed the show due to creative
2: differences. Gotcha. So I wonder if it's going to be created, though, without them. That's the question. Probably. Nickelodeon probably sold the rights. We don't give a shit. Just do whatever the fuck you want. I think Netflix have the, has the rights. Yeah. I'm oh, sorry, because Netflix uh, can. A... Yeah, Netflix. They just. Last year, Avatar went on Netflix, right? Like the. The whole show's on Netflix now.
0: Apparently. So this is an article on, what's on uh from four days ago. Reliable. So this is accurate. <laughs> yeah um there's no there's real no real updates from after uh michael and brian said that they're not on the show yeah um oh composer jeremy zuckman has also returned to compose the music for the live action show and it's not confirmed he's a part of the production like the original creators um no real big names uh, uh yeah i don't know. I, i'm not excited for that. i'm no. not excited for this
2: it's, it's gonna be trash i mean what's the fucking point like if you're just there gonna no do point. 20 fucking episodes you know for the first season and you're just gonna redo the it's like it's the like, same shit we've already right, seen it's like it's just the fucking disney you know live action remakes of their their 90s movies it's what the fuck is the point of this um yeah, yeah it's 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 not gonna happen first of all because it, it should be too expensive like netflix especially now especially now with coronavirus i mean like yeah. You know, when, when Netflix made the Dark Crystal show, it was like insanely expensive for them um, because they mm-hmm. fabricated literally everything. They used very little CGI in that show. So then they canceled the second season. They just said, yep. it's not profitable for us to do this. We're going to not do it. So I, And I think yep. they learned enough from that that they're not going to do shows like this. Like they're going to buy yep. really cheap shows from like Asia like they do and and then they're just gonna like release those forever but they're they're not yep. gonna make big fucking shows like this anymore and you know what i could i could see
0: like th- this is like kind of conspiratorial galaxy brain shit but like i could see a lot of like sock puppet accounts being pushed to be like oh we love watching diverse content like shows from that don't just star white people which yeah like that that's a good impulse and that's true but like if you're if, if you're deploying that argument to defend buying like asian tv asian live action tv shows on the cheap and then just like marketing them in the, in the united states for right. a quick buck oh
2: exactly i mean that's all they do it feels
0: it feels very fake
2: yeah i mean that's why like if you look at what netflix actually offers besides their original content the stuff that they just slap their little n onto i mean it's mostly yep. shows that are made uh you know abroad not not specifically just asia but there, there's like you know you'll get some stuff from from some european shows here and there um but it's it's stuff they buy you know on the real cheap yep. um and then you know and 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 the, and the good thing is like there is an audience for it right like there is an audience of people who want to see these productions and and it's and it's offering you know that that um to a wider audience but um, I mean, it's just the the economics of it are shitty. Like it's just it's just shitty. Netflix is shitty. Netflix fucking sucks.
0: The whole streaming model is is really I mean, it, it, it's the future. It's we're we're kind of stuck with it especially as long as coronavirus persists to the, to the to the degree that it is in this country. Yeah. Um, but it, I don't think it's going to change anytime no. soon and Mm-mm yeah this is the model and and i think remakes are going to be the model um i mean obviously they have been but like remakes of of cartoon series in live action are going to be the model um netflix did (laughs) netflix did the dog shit um live action adaptation of death note oh that's right which is wild that that one was actually i didn't really watch it i was kind of half watching it when i saw it but like that was so batshit and so far removed from the source material it was all it was almost respectable that like <laughs> they just like fuck it we're doing yeah, this yeah. like but it, it was just too bad to actually sincerely right. like but e- even like even the best case like i i don't understand the impulse to do this i don't i mean i i understand I, I understand the impulse like people people in hollywood think that like animation is inherently for kids and um any any ip worth its salt the idea is like it will be made into live action. Like, like that's the end goal, like live action trilogy of movies, but, um, that's not true. And like, I think (laughs) Avatar is, is the case, is the case study for, for why that isn't true.
2: Yeah, no, for sure.
0: Um, for our closing thoughts, I guess we should get to our broke book, bespoke recommendation. Um, for our broke recommendation is, um, fans of the original series who are really into Avatar, the last airbender, and or Legend of Korra, um, who want to know what it was like to be a Star Wars fan in 1999, um, or what it's like to be a Star Wars fan now, because the prequels and the sequels both suck in different ways. <laughs> and like, <laughs> if if you grew up, if you grew up as an OG Star Wars fan, um, that th- watching this movie as. An original avatar fan it, it felt very similar the, no. if, if you yeah. want something oh yes if you want the glorious the glorious heights of uh hate watching that i felt when i had to watch all three prequels again for the show uh this this is this is your phantom menace
2: yeah definitely um our work recommendation is if you are a fan of comic books and you are a bigger fan of comic books than you are movies uh because uh the comic books uh, here, uh, the the well, as I mentioned previously, the the Avatar comic books are way better than this movie. Um, of course, they are not original source material in, in the way that um, you know comic books are. You know, it's not that um, these are first and then adapted into movies or TV or whatnot. Um, they but they are original. They are original stories um the the comics for Avatar. Um and they are a continuation of the show. Um they are basically as if they were season four, five, six, seven. Um and they're good. Um I I can recommend them. And they're uh the art's great. Um it's you know it's pretty similar to the actual style of uh art in the show and mm. uh the the tone is consistent. Uh, they're funny, um, well written. Um, and the first one's fairly political. Um, it it deals with like it deals with imperialism and, and like the fallout of of imperialism and what it's like to live in an imperialist yeah. nation or um, a post imperialist nation.
0: Yeah, no, I, I know you've recommended them to me in the past. I just haven't gotten around to reading them, but yeah. I, I, have every, I I have every reason to. I should. You
2: do. You should. Um, I agree. <laughs>
0: Thank you. And our bespoke recommendation is for... Um, uh, this is kind of an anti-recommendation. It's for... <laughs> Jesus. I, I'm
2: reading this one. I'm like, what the fuck is this?
0: <laughs> hey, I... It's, it's our 100th movie. I We've earned one of these. It's, it's our 100th movie. We both hate it. Anti-recommendation for shitty uh, imperialist um, fantasy fans, which is kind of redundant just because fantasy genre fans tend to be pieces of shit. Uh, this is your movie. This is your movie because it's whitewashed and it's culturally disrespectful to the... It's disrespectful to the cultures that the producers of the original cartoons show uh, went out of their way to portray accurately and with nuance and depth, and to make a series that was very much a fantasy monomyth, but not rooted in the same tired, old, tired, the same tired old uh, bullshit that so many derivative fantasy ripoffs are today. Um, complete with whitewashing, complete with. Really facile world building complete with really shitty uh production. Uh this, this movie's for you. This movie's for all the Varg Virkins of the world. Uh this is what you deserve.
2: <laughs> <it>. <laughs> yeah. So um if you're one of those people and you listen to our podcast, stop. Uh-
0: <laughs> and that you like Avatar the West Airbender but don't like the movie, uh, which is probably zero
2: people, yeah. but whatever. <laughs> you
1: never know. Yeah uh yeah
2: so um yeah uh we want to thank all of our fans for um coming with us on this journey this monomyth that was pro con except labor giant except fuck him um um <laughs> we are not at the end of our journey however we are in fact um i i don't know we're still in the uh the the first part of the cycle we have we're at the uh leaving home now we're leaving home oh after yeah yeah. episode 100 and now we go on the the true journey uh, we just got off Tatooine. we just got off Tatooine. exactly now we meet our we, we're gonna get, meet our friends um we're gonna go into the belly of the beast eventually um and then we come back with all the fruits of our labor and defeat capitalism of course yeah. um
0: yeah no i mean obviously this is a milestone of some importance and we we haven't been as uh we haven't kept up the frequent pace that we used to but i i certainly want to keep going with this fun crazy stupid project that we dreamed up it's it's a good time yes gets us some engagement and uh it's it's a fun it's a fun thing to create to create a podcast even though it's about
2: ironically appreciating and hating uh, <laughs> bad movies it's so it's, it's a good but time not this time around we just fucking hate this one there's no oh, yeah, one. yeah yeah <laughs> we're not unironic we're not doing anything ironic here folks this is all sincere fuck no. this movie yes um but um, yeah we...
0: seriously brian and michael get at me i do have a great idea for. he third does season. i have seen th- third series
2: i've heard and seen <laughs> this idea
0: uh for our social media plugs here i'll just run through them quickly as usual uh patreon.com on pro underscore con um on twitter we are at proletarian c no spaces no periods uh facebook.com just look up proletarian contrarian uh, on Instagram, we are Proletarian Contrarian. Uh, that's a period in between the words, no spaces. And on Letterbox, we are Pro Underscore Con. Just like with Patreon.
2: Yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> and there's absolutely no consistency with any of them because it's what uh, it's what's available. It was, it was available. <laughs> You'd be we, surprised we, how many times Pro
0: Con was taken on things. much much like the real canonical cartoon version of Aang, we are adaptable. We uh, we can we can we can bend
2: on all social media accounts <laughs> we can- <laughs> uh, yeah we have a discord too i don't know what it is I don't, I don't remember we don't really use it it was we only use it for playing video games we yeah we use it to stream and play video uh, games we'll, we'll, we'll never we'll never we'll tell you actually i think labor giant and lucas are the only ones who like are in our discord hell yeah and we, no <laughs> one used we never say anything on it Whatever we're not fucking losers, losers. We'll, we'll, we're not gamer losers we'll, we'll
0: we'll integrate it more eventually we'll we'll do something with <laughs> it i'm sure but uh thanks folks yeah this was a uh, 100 episodes in the bag Yay. Not bad. and uh, i guess we'll see you next time with another we'll we'll pick a better one next yeah, time yeah
2: ne- next time is key not next week because i doubt we'll do that but ne- next time whenever that is it's just you know <sighs> keep keep up with us we're still we're still around we promise yeah we
0: promise uh, and on that note uh go forth uh and
2: bend bend in peace <laughs> i suppose <laughs> bye
1: water earth fire
2: But I believe Aang can save the
1: world.